we have a teacher that said this in Oklahoma, his goal, he is an anarchist, and his goal is to undermine the system, teach kids how to be social justice warriors. I want to tell you what we're doing right now. We are working through the process. We're pulling his teaching certificate. He's not going to teach in the state of Oklahoma. We social justice warriors are not welcome to step into a classroom and use that as a platform to indoctrinate our kids. I've said my agency is an agency where woke goes to die. We're not going to do it. a lot of different people at CPAC and I've met some amazing people. This is one of the most exciting people for me to meet, one of my heroes, a leader in the conservative educational movement. Ryan Walters, superintendent of instruction in Oklahoma. Uh, Ryan, how did you get into education and, and tell us a little bit about your family. We'd like to learn a little bit about you when we start. Absolutely. And I love the Moms for Liberty. We had them at the Capitol this week and I've done a lot of board meetings with them. They are fantastic and they, we've got a great chapter in Oklahoma that are doing a major, major work. Um, so yeah, you know, my background is I was a public school teacher. Um, that was my background in a rural community in Oklahoma. And um, as I kind of continued doing this for years, I was a teacher of the year and I kind of got more involved with policy and as time went on, I just began to, you know, get more and more frustrated with an education system that, that wasn't meeting the needs of all learners, wasn't involving parents as much as they should, wasn't rewarding excellence, frankly. I saw the lowering, the lowering of expectations on our kids. So it got me to be more politically involved. And ultimately, you know, I've got at home right now a seven-year-old, a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and a one-year-old. Ah, uh, four, too. I, I got four. four. Yeah, we got both four. got the it's four. It's a club. Good, good. And, you know, when you, when you become a parent, you view things differently as well. And so for me... I always, as a teacher, did all I could to involve parents. Right. I, I tried to have you know as much communication with parents, as much transparency with parents as possible. I put every assignment on my website before school even started and would always tell parents, here's everything we do, please look at it, please get involved, please give me feedback. Because that's how, this is the secret of success, is you got a good teacher that's engaged with parents and there's this close bond there. Well, these kids can learn you know, exponentially more if we do it this way. And so that got me to get more involved. And frankly, as I got more involved, um, I was appointed by the governor to be the secretary of education, which is a cabinet level role, right in the middle of COVID. And it really opened everyone's eyes to, I go around the state and talk to moms. They want schools open. They feel comfortable with it. They feel safe with it. Teachers union says no. Right. Can't open. Right. Parents say, you know, some of us might want to try this vaccine. Some of us don't. Teachers union says, no, every one of these kids need to be vaccinated. Okay. You couldn't have more of a stark contrast than this. So the moms and dads say, I, nobody loves my kid more than me, and this is what I want to do. Truth. And then the teachers union comes in and says, no, we know better for your kids than you do. It was so outrageous that it really created what we're seeing today, which is the public has op has really opened their eyes to what the teachers unions do. It's about power and money. Yes. That is what they're about. They have made public education a jobs program in America. Yeah. Hey, we'll open up schools. If you cut us a several billion dollar check, we'll right. open them up. I mean, and you just see, and then you would hear, and we would, I would have these round tables with moms. I had a, I had a mom at a supermarket. I'm talking to her. And we had some schools that started saying, well, we're, we, you know, I can't remember which variant it was now, but once one of the new variants were coming out, that, hey, we might shut down school again for an extended amount of time. I'm in the supermarket. A mom recognizes me. We get to talking. She breaks down crying and starts telling me, 
you know, if they do this again, my boss said I can't bring my daughter to school to, to work with me one more time or we're going to have a pro- And what am I going to do? I'm trying to work. I'm trying to raise my child. And I go out the next day and I just start absolutely blasting. Administrators, do not close your school. Think about parents. Don't think about the teachers union. Think about parents. Keep your schools open and they just lose their mind and the teachers union goes crazy. But you know, most people understand that God gave kids to parents, not government, not the teachers union. And, And as long as we're bold and vocal about this, as long as we're involving parents, as long as we're bringing them to the table, we're we're in the we're in the right. We have got to continue championing this. Most people will see that, but we've got to be clear and bold on those issues. So, how is Oklahoma doing in education? Tell us a little bit about how the kids are doing. Uh, yeah, we're one of the lowest performing states in education when it comes to our math and reading scores. You look at particularly fourth grade reading and fourth grade math. We're 49th and 48th in the country, wow. and we look at that and I say, hey, we're a red state but we've allowed the teachers unions to have this outsized influence, which frankly doesn't make sense. The teachers union is out of line with Oklahoma values. We've got, we've got them constantly targeting parents, constantly alienating parents. Yep. And so what I've really been working to do is I wanna shift the entire narrative and policy, everything we do, how do we give parents more choices in education? So that means you know I'm a champion of school choice. I'm also a champion of, I want transparency. I want parents to be able to look at what's being taught to their kids. And another thing I want is I want parents to be able to see how dollars are spent inside of school. I'm telling you right now, I have moms that are emailing me and texting me every week going, hey, I saw that the school was spending money on this. Well, this doesn't help my kid. Right. It's, it's, tr- it's tremendous measure to empower parents with that type of transparency. And so those are some of the things that we're looking to do right now. And you know, when I talk to parents too, they want the high bar on their kids. They want a focus back on the basics. One of the things that I had, um, you know, our local Moms for Liberty helped me with a lot was finding this pornography in schools. Oh, let's talk about the books. I want to talk about the books because I, I just did another interview today, actually, with a, it was a French reporter, and we were talking, and I said, you know, this is a really disingenuous conversation that we're having because we have pornography in schools, <laughs> in these books, and when you show it to people, they're shocked. It is shocking, right? But but then all of a sudden it's, oh, book banners. or Children don't have unfettered access to the internet in school, do they? I mean, isn't We it? put limits on what children see yeah, and look at. Not. I mean, I can't, you can't give my kid an aspirin without my permission. And all of a sudden, but no, <laughs> right. but seriously, yeah, right? I mean, I know. this idea that a book would be banned. It, I mean, I, I say, write the book, publish the book, print the book, sell the book, sell it at Amazon, Barnes and Noble, put it in your public library if the taxpayers in your community want to pay for that. But I don't think that children need to read about rape, incest, pedophilia, uh, so much sexual violence. Uh, and I, I was, you're 100% right. I want to say, I want to say two things on this. So first of all, I had parents that showed me these pornographic books in Tulsa Public Schools, which we have this far left just running that school system. And we, we, we start having conversations around it. She tells me just to be quiet. <laughs> so, so, so listen to this. So I put the images on Facebook and I go, parents, what do you, what do you think? Yeah. I think they should take this down immediately. Well, guess what? I get kicked off Facebook right, exactly. for violating community yeah. standards. And I start telling everybody, guys, look at this. I can't post these images on Facebook um, because they're saying for their community that you got to be 18 or older to right. access. This violates their standards. This is in grade schools. These are in our middle schools. And this is the other game they're able to play. And I told a journalist this once who was doing the whole book banning nonsense. Um, I said, listen, you can't even show your viewers right now 
what I'm talking that's about. Right, it's, it's that beyond the pale. And that's how they've been able to kind of wiggle around this because they just talk about it in these high levels. Like, oh, well, they want to pull this book and that book off the shelves. And I'm going, you can't even show your, your viewers how bad this is. But I'm going to say this, number two. What an absurd position that they hold. Seriously. Which is... Our kids should have, how dare you limit our kids' access to any and everything under the sun? They should, when in the world as a society do we decide that a kid at seven and eight should have full exposure to everything? That is the most absurd, anti-mental health argument I've ever heard in my life. We didn't. That's the point. That's exactly We right. didn't. We exactly. have a, We have an idea collectively as a, as a society about age appropriate. We have all agreed to movie ratings. I have yet to hear some person fight against movie ratings. Yeah. So we all decided there's PG, PG-13 and right. R. And we said, okay, Tipper Gore fought for explicit warning That's labels right. on, right. on music, right? Children don't have unfettered access to the internet in school. Why is that? Well, they'd have access to, to content you don't want them to see. Oh, wait, there's content we don't want children to see? You know, the idea, it's like, um, it, it, they lost their minds, really. I mean, it's not even real, is it? It's, a, it's a, again, a disingenuous conversation. By the way, the kids, a lot of the kids can't even read the books. I mean, we have the highest graduation rates we've ever had, Chicago Public Schools, highest graduation rates for African-American students. Um, the kids weren't even in school. So uh, proficiency rates have never been lower. What is going on with, I guess, like the dumbing down of American public education? Yeah, I mean, it's political correctness run amok. You know, that they believe that for a kid's self-esteem, it's better to pass them on and inflate their grades. Let me tell you what's really damaging to a kid's self-esteem, when they can't read. 100%. When you go into high school and you can't read, that hurts your self-esteem. And so what we've got to do is, I mean, again, the radical left, education is one of the few places even in red states that is still largely controlled by the left. Yes. It's because of the teachers' unions, these administrators' associations that exert so much power in the education space. And luckily, the biggest, most powerful interest group in education has really come to the table now, parents. Right. And parents for a long time, again, you know, parents are going to look, I've got a job, I'm raising my kids. And, and again, you know, you look at your local teacher and you go, look, I like my local teacher. I like what they're doing. Yeah. And now what I begin to see a lot of is I get emails every week from teachers that say, oh, I've got to make, I'm going to leave if they keep having me teach this I think content. they want that, Ryan. I think it's entryism. I think they're driving these teachers out, yes. honestly. So I, I love that you talk about the teachers that don't want this because I think there are so many teachers that do not want this. I was at a school board meeting uh, and a teacher spoke out against the teachers union and when they went back to their seat, this this was this uh, you know kind of like you're done was given to the teacher by other members of the union. They are silencing the teachers. It's incredibly dangerous. How are if, if how are we going to save public education if we don't have the good teachers there to help us to do it? Now, first of all, I think we've got to be really direct with the unions. The, the unions are just about power and money. That's it. That, that's all they care about. They don't, they don't even care about the teachers. They care about taking money from the teachers. And that's one of the things we're moving forward in, in Oklahoma is I don't want them to be able to automatically deduct this money from teachers' paychecks. We're working I'm going, on that guys, in Florida. I love yeah. it. You know, yeah, because yeah. that's ultimately, they don't even care about them. They right. care about them the as taking the money from them. And, and, you know, the reality is, and this is why you see them fight things like school choice and other things, because, well, no, we want you in a public school, and we want to force that money out of a teacher's paycheck into our pockets. And so the reality is, is we would have states push back and go, look, the, the teachers' union does not speak for all teachers. Right. Um, number one. Number two, they don't have kids' interest in the best place. Nobody knows better for a kid than their parents. And the, by the way, 
I'm going to tell you what else parents want. They want good teachers for their kids. Yes. So that's the ultimate way we move out of this is to say, we want parents more involved. We want to reward. Here's one of the things we're pushing in Oklahoma, performance pay for teachers. I want our best teachers to make a lot more money. Yeah. You know what? And I want that measured based on their successes with their kids, parent surveys. Yeah. Let's do the parents Absolutely. think are doing a great job. Maybe you, maybe parents and kids get to do teacher of the year instead yes. of the teachers doing a popularity contest with each other on teacher of the year. I've always like, that's always kind of confused me. We are working on that too. Awesome. You're precisely awesome, right. Awesome, awesome. Because when you start, and that's how we get good policy is we start bringing the power to parents. We start thinking of ways to better and, and improve education through the ideas that come from parents because they have that holistic view of their child more than anybody else does. And so you start going down that road and then I think what you're gonna find is great teachers aligning with parents yeah. and this movement to finally force the issues as to where they should be, which is how do we get every student to have the best education for them as an individual? That's the other thing I wanna point out. Our education system for far too long has just treated children as like a monolithic we all do this for every single kid. Well, no, no, no. Kids are different. They're unique. God created us all that way. So we need to make sure that kids have unique pathways. I have parents all the time that say, well, I want my kid to you know, do a shop class, or I want my kid to do an early college class, or I want my kid to do this work internship so they can see what work is like in this type of industry. We've got to open up all these opportunities and say, mom, dad, you know best. We're going to provide you the suite of options you choose for your kids so that every kid has an individual pathway for success. That's awesome. Um, we have government schools. They are government schools. Teachers are government actors, yeah. right? They don't have the right to free speech. You watch libs of TikTok. I don't know anyone <laughs> that gets to bring their whole self to work like some of these teachers are, right? You know, here's my pride flag. Let's yeah. say a pledge of allegiance sure. to the pride flag, whatever it is, yep. um, talking about their personal lives in the classroom. Some have just gone way, way too far. Some of the arguments that I have heard have been around this idea of academic freedom or intellectual freedom, something that exists in the higher ed space but has absolutely no place in K-12 through schools. Can we talk about uh, the right to free speech in school, what the child's right to free speech is, right, versus the parent, and then also intellectual freedom and this idea of what is intellectual freedom and what is its place in K through 12? You know, it's funny because, you know, so I, so when I ran for this position and was campaigning, I had the, the liberal media tried to pull examples of some of my former students and, and they would say things like, well, we didn't even know if he was a Republican or Democrat and try to use that to attack me. And I said, that's what it's supposed to be like. Right. I literally taught government and history classes to kids and I gave them, hey, here's our history, here it is, here's the facts, here's the basics, here's the coverage of these politicians. And I did it in a way that, at the end of the day, they didn't know what my what my political leaning was. Sure. We've moved so far from, I remember, when even me as a teacher, I'd have a kid see me at the supermarket and go, you have kids? You're married? I mean, you know, because You again, eat? Yeah, yeah, it's just this, like, it's like Mr. the zoo. Mr. Walters, yeah. we didn't know that you eat. <laughs> yeah, this wasn't that long ago that it was just, yeah, you didn't go in. Now we've got... Teachers want to talk about their sex lives with their kids. Well, and I feel like they've, they've overcomplicated everything. I mean, this is common sense. So you're a teacher, you're gay, you have a spouse, and you have adopted children or you have had children. And someone says, you know, what did you do this weekend? You say, well, I spent time with my family. And, and you know, oh, is that your family? Yes. That you have, There are two mommies in your family. Yes. And then you say, and, and now we're going to get back to the lesson. And we had a, families look lots of different ways you know, Susie, and, and it, love is important. Like, just 
the common sense part of, of the conversations that we should be having when we're dealing with children right. have been lost. And it's adults really very focused on adult stuff, but really forgetting about how kids think about things. And you spend a lot of time with kids. So give us a glimpse. Tooth Fairy, Santa. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, and, you know, and I was... I was teaching a class last year, even while the election's going on, while I'm serving in government, I still taught a government class. And I would tell kids, you know, I'm not going to sit here and talk to you guys about the politics of of what I'm doing. I'm I'm here to talk about the lesson. And I can give you some examples of what's going on. But, but, you know, you can teach the content. And like you said, there's easy pivots back to, look, you know, not during class time, I'm not going to talk to you about all these things. I'm here to talk to you about Disney World was very fun, but now we're talking about addition. And by the way, kids aren't... You know, kids know what they're doing. Yeah. They're trying to get you off track. They're trying to get you. To- <laughs> so I mean, like every teacher knows that you got kids that come in every day. They go, "I'm going to ask them about the game last night," or "I'm yeah. asking." You keep the focus on what you're there to do, and it is. We talk about the absurdity of these arguments that the left is making. What our kids are being taught is a very critical decision make uh, decision making process that we should go through. They act like, "Oh, any content is no, no, no. Not all ca- content is created equal." Right. I mean. That, that and is, you only have a finite amount of time with the child. Exactly. And that's the other thing is one of the most difficult things I poured over was every year I would go through the standards, see what I needed to teach, and try to go through. Look, I would teach a U.S. Constitution. I made my kids memorize the Constitution, made them memorize the Declaration of Independence, made them go through all the Federalist and Anti-Federalist papers, made them read Jefferson's letters. But, you know, there's also a point of which there's certain things you don't have time for. Right. So it was always a huge decision for me of to go, what Supreme Court cases do I need to have them really, really dig into? And in which ones is it more of a summary over? But they act today like you can't even differentiate what curriculum is most beneficial for kids. It's absurd. If you remember, we had a Secretary of Education on Ronald Reagan named William Bennett. He I wrote know. the Book of Virtues. Mm-hmm. And I still, you know, he used to pass out to schools. I've started doing the same thing and going, guys, content matters. Yeah. Give kids good, content-rich material that talks about character, is historically accurate, is historically beneficial. Let's have these conversations with kids. But the reality is, we have a teacher that said this in Oklahoma. His goal, he is an anarchist, and his goal is to undermine the system, teach kids how to be social justice warriors. I want to tell you what we're doing right now. We are working through the process. We're pulling his teaching certificate. He's not going to teach in the state of Oklahoma. We social justice warriors are not welcome to step into a classroom and use that as a platform to indoctrinate our kids. I've said my agency is an agency where woke goes to die. We're not going to do it. That's that's good. I know another man who says that. He's been very, very clear about that. Governor DeSantis. Absolutely. That's right. And, And that's where we have got to say, no, we want the best and brightest in our education system. No, we will not allow social justice warriors to use this as a platform to take our kids. And the reality is, it is take our kids. Because ultimately, when they turn us all, every conservative is a evil bigot. Um, your kids, all of a sudden, these conversations with mom and dad about you know what I want to be in life or what's your opinion on this and that turns into, well, I'm not going to talk to you. Yeah, because my you- teacher told me at school that you're antiquated and everything. And it sounds a little, I've talked to a lot of different people when I've been here. You know, cultural revolution in America right now, you know, very much like Mao's China breaking down the traditional, breaking down the family, right? And really making the government uh, the solution for everything. Um, the last question I'm going to ask you is really advice for our moms and dads. Um, you have a teacher, let's just say, who is a social justice warrior, right? And and so my first advice normally to a parent would be to go to the teacher if they have a concern. But in that situation, going to the teacher is really going to be fruitless. 
Um, and, and, and I'm not going to, I mean, while a parent can express their concern with the teacher, they're going to have to take a different, additional steps to safeguard their child, right? What does that look like? Can we talk a little bit about advice for the parent when they're dealing with a woke teacher or even a woke principal and they know what's happening in their schools isn't working and they need to continue going up that ladder to affect change? It's some some tips, some hints about yep. how to be an effective advocate within public education. Great questions. I would first of all say, you know, kind of some generic advice is to go in and, and meet the teacher early on, meet your kids' teachers, ask for the curriculum, ask for links to the curriculum, ask for maps of, of when are we teaching what and how are we doing. Those are just some basics to get very out of the front to let teachers know you're paying attention. But also, again, the great teachers I know I love when a parent came to me that way because I'm going, oh, great, you're involved? Absolutely, I want you to be more involved. Secondly, what I would say is make sure you're documenting what you can because I talked to so many parents who go, it gets into a tit for tat of, well, I said they did this and now they're claiming they didn't do that. So if your kid brings home an assignment that you think is inappropriate, I mean, you keep that assignment, you take a picture of it, go to the teacher, start those conversations about, why was my child assigned this? Can we talk about it? But then also quickly be able to go to the administrator and say, these are my concerns, these are my problems with my child. And the other thing is these school board meetings. They love to give mom, the left loves to give moms for liberty all sorts of grief over attending school board meetings. Yeah, because it's, 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 you can't hide from the truth. Exactly. Because corruption, because radicalism loves to hide in darkness. And when you bring up questions and when you start, when you find, and I've told people, we need to flip school boards, but I'm going to tell you, the difference just one good school board member makes. Yeah, I'd love to have a majority everywhere, but if you just have one good one that stands up in a school board meeting and goes, you know, a mom wrote me this question and I'd like to know the answer to it, and they start asking those questions in board meetings, makes a huge difference. Show up at school board meetings, speak, get on the agenda. Don't let them do these things to try to fight you off of it. Get on the agenda, make it heard, make it very visible so that then you add other people asking questions. Find a good board member, continue to, to ask them the questions and have them push that. And I'm going to tell you one other thing, too, that I think is really important is you want to do these things locally. Also engage your local state legislators and uh, statewide officials because there's so much. Uh, I'm going to tell you this really disappointing for me. This past week, we had a transparency bill that would make every vendor in the state of Oklahoma that does business with us put every educational material online on a portal for parents to see. Pretty straightforward, right? Yeah. It went down in committee. Wow. We had the teachers' unions go pack the halls and everything else and convince our legislators that somehow this is an attack on teachers. It doesn't even, and frankly, we did it in a way that said, hey, teachers, we're not going to make you do it. We're going to make these vendors. If you want to do business in our state, put all your materials online. You can't keep it copyrighted. You can't try to play games with parents. You're going to be transparent. And I've already, I've sent a letter to all the vendors and said, look, if I catch you pushing pornography or anything that violates our laws about what is inappropriate for kids in our state, We'll end your contracts. You'll have to go do business somewhere else. You're not going to push you. it in our state. Um, but we've got to do more to make things transparent. But I say that to say these teachers unions will get 50 people to show up and scare, our, you know, and, and get legislators going, well, I'm not, I'm not sure what this actually means. Go to the Capitol. Our Moms for Liberty were up here just the day after that. And we're like, hey, let me tell you, we want transparency. We want to be able to see these things. So I think it's, it's important that we continue to engage. You want to engage locally. You want to engage with the with the teacher, the administrator, the school board, but also don't forget these state legislators. You said government-run schools. Yeah, think about this. Our state governments, and this is the beauty of it. 
Now, I'm fighting the feds every week, too, because the feds want control over it. Yeah, but that they constitution do. says, no, these are powers reserved to the states and the people respectfully. But the government, state governments control who can teach, what is taught, what, where money goes, what our schools look like. All of that is controlled by your state government. Parents, go advocate at the state capitals. If you want changes, if you want curriculum more transparent, if you want more school choice, hey, if you want to make it easier for more people to teach from different backgrounds, I think that's an easy win that I've been pushing for too. Hey, if you're a banker and all of a sudden you want to go into the classroom and teach Algebra 1, let's get you in there. Right. Let's make it easier for people who want to help our kids to get into the classroom instead of going to, no, 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 I'm sorry, you got to go back to college, go get another degree. I'm going... A lot of gatekeeping going on. Oh, that's exactly right. A lot of gatekeeping and it's intentional. So advocate at the Capitol as well. So our chapters have been doing that. You said that you've seen some of our chapters up in Oklahoma. So they meet in legislative committee across the country in their state and they recognize there are some things they can handle at the school board level. There are some things that have to rise to the state level. the future of conservative education in America, getting back to basics. Um, advice, if there's someone here that's watching, that's a teacher in a classroom, thinking about getting into administration, trying to think about being a leader within this space, some advice for them. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, you know, my, my dad always says, you know, you always refer to it as your dream job. I loved being a teacher because there was nothing more impactful than working with young people and, and opening up their, I'm a history guy, so I got to go through the Constitution and the Declaration and our founding and inspire kids through the stories and history. There's nothing like empowering young people through knowledge. It's wonderful. We've got to fight back on the far left controlling this space so conservatives don't give up. Don't leave the school system. Go become teachers. Go become administrators. Because I'm going to tell you the other thing, I also, there, when I walk into schools and there's a great administrator who's really involved, has discipline, makes sure that they're open to parents and makes sure that there's great connections with parents. Knows the kids' names. Knows the kids' names. Is there an engaged and involved? All of a sudden, you have a tremendous culture that really benefits our kids. So it makes a huge difference. We've got to stay involved. And conservatives, we have the path in education. It is parental empowerment. It is transparency. It is training every kid's an individual and giving them those pathways. It is recognizing excellence, not this push for equity all the time. Excellence is what we want for every kid. We want every every kid to have excellence. Um, And so we've got to push away from these socialist tenants and say we want excellence for every child. Conservatives, we have the path in education. We just have to keep moving forward on it. So I'm really excited to see what happens in Oklahoma now that you are the the head guy in charge of education. I think some wonderful things are going to happen. You have other people like Cade Brumley in Louisiana, Manny Diaz in Florida, other educational leaders. Jacob Oliva just went went to Arkansas with Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Um, So I think... We're at a moment where there's tremendous potential. And from a parent's perspective, you're a dad, you know this, but parents, you're making education a priority across this country for elected officials. And it's going to make all of the difference for the future of America. So thank you to all of the parents that advocate, that support good educational leaders. Ryan, thank you for joining us. Probably one of the best, most exciting podcasts I've gotten to do since I've been here. So thank you very much. Well, thank you so much. And I can't thank you parents enough for what you're doing for our kids. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you.